Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody just for tuning in. I know we missed y'all last week. You know, it was late days, so you know we had to take a break for that. But uh, you know, it's good to be back. Cause man, I swear that little break off, that little break made me feel like I ain't been on camera in about a month. I'm ready to go now though. But uh, you know, thank you, man, to everybody that been sharing this, uh, been subscribing, they've been supporting, showing love. Um, you know, soon we got some events coming up and some things we want to do, you know, some plans in the future. We're gonna be seeking some um some um some sponsorships so i'm gonna be reaching out to all my family friends and loved ones um big shout out to my man Dwayne taylor just won his first fight you know he representing in the neighborhood man so much love to you congratulations and i look forward to watching your career grow uh big shout out to my man big mike at uh boot camp express uh jim over there and taylor on telegraph man thank you for allowing me to bring my youth in there and work out with them and get they get their mind and their body straight man but um Man, today we got an awesome, we got some awesome guests here today. Um, these these are some some um, you know, some people that I've learned to uh, you know, to respect, you know what I'm saying, They're from the neighborhood. They doing their thing, they play music at, at my uh at my at my wedding reception. And uh, you know, I was doing my big boy gritos, you know, but uh I'ma definitely introduce y'all to everybody. This is Nadia Guerrero, this is uh my man David Chacon, and we got Alberto Leal here. And 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 they're all and they're called Grupo Monte. They make good music and uh, they're here to share their stories with you guys, man. So uh, how you guys been, man? I've been good. Okay, so you're the newest member of the group, yeah. huh? Okay, so how's it been going for you so far? It's been going really good. Okay, yeah. that's cool. And what instrument do you play? Uh, electric bass. Okay, then let me know something. And what about you, Dave? Uh, I play the bajo sexto. Bajo sexto? Like, yeah. what's that? What that mean? So... It's uh, it's like a bass guitar, but it has twelve strings and they're octaves. So okay, yeah. David Chacon and his flying guitar. You ever yes, see La Bamba? Yeah, yeah. He said Richie Valens and his flying guitar. My dog. <laughs> what about you, Alberto? Uh, this is the voice of the group right here. I play, I play the accordion. Okay, this Ramon Ayala Jr. <laughs> over here. This uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Robles. Uh, Aliste, uh, Aliste Robles. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he's a dog, man. I couldn't believe it, man. When I see you brothers, man, as young as you guys are, out there making that music, man, that's really dope, man. So where are you guys all originally from? Uh, I'm from Southwest. Okay, Southwest. what about you, Dave? I grew up on the west side of Detroit. On the west side? Yeah. And you, Nadia? Southwest. Southwest, okay. So um, tell us a little bit about, like, what area you're from, how you grew up, where you went to school. Um, yeah, I was born in I was born in Detroit, uh, raised in Southwest, and still living in Southwest. Okay, where uh, about in the neighborhood you at? Excuse me? Where at in the neighborhood? Um, more in Springwells area. Okay, and you've been there all, all yep. your life? Okay, all right. Mm, uh, for school, I went to Harms Elementary. Okay. And then throughout Harms, I went to... Uh, oh, my God. Clipper and then throw Clipper. Clipper and now it's Western. Clipper, that's over there by uh McKinstry. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. That's cool. So um did you have any siblings or anything growing up? Um I had an older brother. Uh he had passed away ten years ago. Wow, for real, man. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Yeah, and how old were you? Uh I was nine. You were nine years old. So at that age to experience death, especially of a sibling, a brother, like 
Like, um, you know, nobody can really be truly prepared for it, but how did you deal with that at that age? Um, honestly, just... I, don't, I honestly don't know. Probably video games. At that time, video games. Music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really it. If you don't mind me asking, how did he pass? Uh, car accident. Wow, man. That's sad. That's really unfortunate, man. You know, we had also on the show from uh, Los Astros, mm-hmm. and he was telling me his story about, you know, how his parents got hit when he was a baby, and, and he ended up being, uh, you know, in a wheelchair for the mm-hmm. rest of his life since he was a child, you know, over a car accident, man. Those are really uh, tragic, man, and unfortunate, though. You know, you know, I'm sorry to hear about that, bro. You know, um, I, but I'm sure, you know, keep his keep his legacy alive. You yeah. know, I'm sure he lives through you. Mm-hmm. You know, was he ever uh, into music or anything oh, yeah. like that? Uh, was yeah. he? Wow. He, he played uh, he played bass, played electric guitar. He wouldn't sing as much, but mm-hmm. he, he'd play a lot. Okay, that's and, cool. And uh, he kind of inspired me to play music as well. Oh, wow. That's good, man. Um, so tell me a little bit about your parents. Um, they're, they're from, they're, they're not from here, they're from Linares, Nuevo Leon. Um, okay. they both came during the 90s, uh, mid-90s in Detroit, and then from them, they, from there, they stayed. Okay, so, um, what does your mom and dad do for a living? Um, my mom used to, throughout all the time, when she got here, she worked uh, at a greenhouse. Okay. And for, like, a good period of time, then she moved on to factories. And right now, um, my mom is retired, she's done working. Okay, good and for her. My father, he also worked in the greenhouse, and later on the restaurant, washing dishes all the time. When you say greenhouse, like what is that? Like what's a, um, I mean, I know what a greenhouse is, yeah. but like in terms of a job, like I never knew that. Um, like she was growing weed, you know, the green, <laughs> um, that's the greenhouse, you know. He literally just do everything because since he grew up in a ranch, so that's all he knew. Lo siembro, cosecho y vendo, y hasta la ley me respeta. Nigga, I'm going to join the group. That's it. Got a backup singer and a dancer. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave, man. All right, so I grew up on the west side in between uh, Ford Road and Warren. Okay. And uh, it was a nice neighborhood, but towards the end, you know, we had to go because it just started falling apart. And then... In 2010, we moved to Dearborn Heights, and I've been out there ever since. But um, from kindergarten to eighth grade, I went to Holy Redeemer. Okay. And uh, I went down there because it was convenient because, you know, my mom worked at uh, Evis Tamales, and it's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. Shout out Evis Tamales, best tamales in Detroit. Yeah, no I doubt. Over there in Mexican town, go yeah. get you son of it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just convenient and uh, stayed in the neighborhood, graduated from Western. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Congratulations, yeah, man. Ain't no graduate. What? Yeah, Take you. care of that business. That's good, man. That's what I'm saying. This generation is just full of goals and missions and accomplishments, man. You know, you guys are investing in yourselves in the best way. You know, like me growing up in the 90s, like, bro, we were adapting everything that was wrong with our whole life. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, I'm just glad that I am where I'm at today, you know, and big shout out to my daughter, Selena, her birthday's tomorrow, 25th birthday. You know, it's a blessing for me to be able to be here with her. I missed out on 17 years of her life, you know, being in prison, but, you know, I thank God that I'm not serving life sentence and I'm still alive and I'm here to be able to move forward with her and be able to, you know, be a father to her. So, you know, big shout out to my mama's happy birthday. Yeah. So, uh. So tell us a little bit about like um like your parents and stuff where they come from. So both my parents were they're from Southwest Detroit, 
They born and raised. Yeah, born and okay, raised. Okay, no, they was thugging. No, they <laughs> like freestyle music. They yeah, love yeah. The house. Um, but yeah, they they stayed in Detroit most of their most of their lives. Okay. Yeah. So, um, did you have any siblings growing up? I have two sisters. Um, one is twenty four. Sorry if I got that wrong, Carissa. Um, <laughs> and the other's twelve. Okay, so you got a younger one and an older one, yeah, or are you I'm the oldest? Child. I'm You're the, the oldest? Yeah. Okay, all right. So what's that like, being a big brother to two younger sisters? It's a challenge sometimes. Uh, when I was younger, my sister would, like, dress me up, basically, like a girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. They didn't have dolls. They used their brother. Huh? Yeah. Come yeah. here. I couldn't say no. So, yeah, I had a... a well, you child. better say no now, because they might want to do your lashes in a <laughs> <Yeah>. minute. <laughs> Come here, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool, man. So, like, did you feel like you had to be their guardian, their protector, or... or um, um... When I was younger, I didn't really think about it like that. But, you know, as as you get older, you develop that, that sort of protection towards your... Towards your natural family. instinct right, kicking like, in on you. Like, I'll do anything for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about your mother and father. Like what kind of relationship did you have with them? What kind of relationship did they have and what did they do for a living? Um, so my mom and dad, I have a really good relationship with them, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really good to hear. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've always been supportive through my music, anything I do really. I'm a little hard headed. So, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't always meet, but they push me in the right direction for sure. Wow, man, that's that's a blessing, bro. You know, yes. because it's so unfortunate. You see so many families today who are divided. I'm talking about brother, sister, mother, father, siblings. Like, it's just, it's sad, it's unfortunate. They have talked to each other in years and things like that. It's like, um, you know, sometimes people are holding grudges and don't even know what they, they forgot what the hell they even mad about. Right. You know, and it's sad and it's unfortunate because... You know, it's just failure to communicate. You know, sometimes all you got to do is just say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I apologize to be able to, you know, build that bridge, man. But, yeah, you know, people people live a lifetime without ever, uh, you know, taking that step forward. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, it's good to hear that you grew up and had a good relationship, you know, with your parents, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what did they do for a living? So my mom worked at Evistamales. She okay. still does from all right. time to time. And my dad. What was that like, dog? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Did you did you eat tamales every day or every what? Day. Every day. <laughs> I'm dope. still not sick of them though. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up uh, around Mexican foods, like Mexican culture mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's Puerto Rican, but you know, I'm I'm still. So you get like, the mabichuelas, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up mainly around the Mexican culture, you know. Okay. And uh, my dad, he he's been with the post office for. I think about 20 years now. He's a supervisor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So he yeah. got good work at well, good work ethics. Yeah. You know, yep. Yep, good for him, bro. And what about you? What do you do for a living? Um, I work at uh, Michigan Bread. It's a bread factory. Okay. I'm in the oven. Getting like, that bread, huh? Yeah, make bread by making bread, you know. Okay. It's, yeah, like, bre- it's like printing <laughs> out money, baby. <laughs> Don't you wish we could print out our own money? Oh, Damn. I wish. Yeah, I forgot to ask you. What do you do for a living? Oh, uh, my dad and I we got our own like <coughs> keeping business. Oh, okay. so we have our own clients, and 
That's what we've been doing for Man, awesome. that's hard work, bro, for real. I take my hat off to you boys, man. <laughs> my brother, shout out to LA Landscaping. He owns his own landscaping company. And every time I see him, boy, he is tired. He is beat up. You up under that sun, cutting grass, whipping trees, mm -hmm. all that shit. Oh, Lord. You know, yeah. but that's hard work, bro. You guys definitely earn your money, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, so Nadia, Nadia Guerrero, the newest member of Grupo Monte. What's up with you? Well, I was raised in Southwest Detroit. I went to school in Maver Elementary, uh, middle school Clipper, and right now I'm at Western. Okay. I'm a senior there. And yeah. Do you know uh, also yeah. in Los Astros? You know, I met them because I was at the, uh, uh, me and one of my staff members, uh, the staff members at the DHDC, we were uh, we were promoting for the uh, robotics program that we had at the DHDC. So while we were out there with our robot, we were over there by the by the child line, the lunch line and mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, and I had seen a little group of dudes just over there. One was in a wheelchair, the other one was right there and they was playing their guitar. I was like, damn, that's so cool to be that young and learn how to play instruments and sing mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Definitely got a lot of talent at Western. What's it like going western it's really cool yeah it's yeah. easy um i like it there okay um because i noticed like a lot of the community uh youth a lot of them go to uh like cca now like back then they didn't have cca and, t and then when i came home they had the, the, the elementary um what they have the middle school and the high school and i went on a field trip when i first got home with uh with my with my niece and uh she went to the uh what was it the middle the one over there on martin the cca over on uh, martin in michigan oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i went to greenfield village with her man it was really cool but it was good to see the cca um schools because you know i mean chavez he's just definitely an honorable man you know and he's a legend in, in our you know in our chicano culture you know so you know big shout out to cesar chavez but um you know it just that cultural education you know what i'm saying right. that that was embedded in our neighborhood you know i like i really like seeing that but um you know just i i wonder what like because i i know they have to wear uniforms and in western you don't right sometimes Oh, you yeah. do it? Oh, okay. we had like our dress code, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool, though. But I, I think it's for the embetterment, you know what I'm saying? The improvement of the community to be respectable and, you know what I'm Very saying? Just formal. And, yup, formal. Give us some responsibility, you know, give you, set a new standard for us. Yup. So, what kind of student were you in school? Quiet one, antisocial. <laughs> You know what, man? A lot of the youth, man, in this newer generation are very antisocial. And um, when I speak to a lot of the young guys, they say that their parents really sheltered them. You know, so do you think that a big part of being sheltered was because of how they raised you? Or is it just because of how you became yourself? I think because of how I became myself. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So um, what part of the neighborhood did you live in? Near Mexican town. Okay. So are, were you born and raised here? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And what about your parents? Where do they come from? They're from Guanajuato, Mexico. Okay, then. You know what I'm saying? No, that's cool. So, um, do you speak Spanish? Yeah. Okay, so they raised you speaking Spanish. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, even in my generation, you know, a lot of people that weren't raised with Spanish, you know, and, and sometimes it can be unfortunate because I don't know, I feel a sense of pride when I can communicate with my people, even though my Spanish be bootleg, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get mixed up with my A's and O's and all that, but you know, you know what the hell I'm saying, though, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> so, um, so how did you get off into music? Well, my dad has this one group, and one of his members was um used to play bass, mm -hmm. and he left it in our house. And my dad just gave it to me during quarantine. Like, this is your quarantine instrument. Get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. And you learned in within the time of the pandemic? Yeah. Wow, that is really cool. So so did he guide you? Did he teach you? Or did you use YouTube? Yeah. Everybody talking about I learned everything on YouTube. Well, like, he did teach me the tones and everything. But then I started using YouTube. Wow, that's sweet. What, so what instrument does your father play? Um, Piano. Oh, a piano? Wow. Do you know how to play the piano as well? No. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, so uh, what kind of relationship did you have with your parents? Uh, a good one. A good, a good one? one? Okay, do you have siblings? Yeah, two. You got two? Older, younger? Older brother and a younger sister. Oh, okay. Okay, so you got an older brother, huh? That's cool, man. That's good. And what's your relationship like with your siblings? It's It's good. Sometimes we fight and all, but like, it's really good. That's natural. Do they go to school with you? Uh, only my sister. Oh, your right sister? Now. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, um, so what kind of relationship do you got like with your older brother? Like, do you are is he the brother that you can rely on and go to and turn to with things, or, or are you like you know? Well, like, he's we used to he used to not like right now he doesn't hear us no more like everything you know he grew up and mature and everything and right now we're just cool okay that's cool what kind of relationship did your parents have okay. yeah okay that's good um so so how did you guys ended up getting together like how did you guys collectively come together meet each other find each other you know bring the music <clears throat> together so junior year me and alberto we had uh i believe it was anatomy, anatomy class class, together yeah. and uh we sat next to each other, but we had never met before. And we just we just started talking about music. You know, where are you from? I'm from Nuevo León. You know, we're both from Nuevo León. We, we share a passion for the same music. So mm -hmm. we just talked about starting a group then. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, we, had a, we were saying, like, uh, I was like, oh, I want to play the accordion. He's like, What's, what do you want to play? And he's like, oh, el bajo sexto. And like, oh, that's dope. You know, um, I want to play accordion bajo sexto. And fast forward to like what a year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half now. And then that's when I, I got my like a little Honor Panther, it was like a like a good beginner one to start up with, started learning through YouTube and then So did you buy a new one or a used one? Did your parents one. get it for you or did you uh, I saved up. And you saved and up? I a new one. Okay. It means just that much more to yeah. you, huh? When you got to save your own money. Yeah. When mom and dad buy it, it's like whatever. But when I buy it, I got to take care. Don't touch it. Don't let it fall. You know, all that stuff is different. Yep. But yeah, from there, then we met our grupo. Man, so like, uh, how did you, like, where did you guys find the time to practice? And like, did you guys practice together? Did you guys practice separate and then came together? Or did you guys practice songs together or how how like how do you how'd you guys put the group together well that was it was a time during quarantine we didn't have anything else to do so like <laughs> we, we practice we practice at home we learn everything on youtube and then i'd say like two or three times a week we'd meet at alberto's house and just practice from there okay what was one of the first songs you guys ever played together ingrato amor yep ingrato amor Los de mm -hmm. okay yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. 
And did you know that you were going to sing as well? Or did you were you just working on, on the instrument itself? No, or I were mean, you working on both? Both. Okay. Yeah, Alberto, Alberto had a lot more experience than me. I just started singing a year and a half ago. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So are you guys writing your own music and stuff or mm. or are you guys just um playing other other music right now like for now it's just covers uh I'm in the process of writing some stuff but you know So covers is what like I, it's it's like a new term that I'm just like just starting to learn and understand what it means like what does covers mean It's uh <laughs> It's like when a, a group has their own song but you play it in your own rendition okay. or your own style but it's their song they still have the rights to it. Oh, okay. All right. So do you guys plan on working on your own music, like writing oh, yeah. your own music eventually? Okay, that's cool, man. Now, I told these guys I want to sit down with them, and, uh, you know, I'm going to give them my life story. They're going to interview me this time, <laughs> and uh, we they're going to do a corrido for me. So, uh, you know, that's something that you guys can look forward to in the near future, man. Have a, have a, hear a good-ass corrido chingon, you know what I'm saying, yeah. about your boy El Nino, you know? El Nino de San Luis. So what's it like, man, having having Nadia part of the group? Like how did she uh blend in? Like how'd you guys hear about her? How'd you guys find her? So Or did she find you? I'll let Alberto take this one. Um first uh we had seen her videos before and then she like she'll post herself playing and uh the Baco and everything. And uh we were like, yeah, we should like uh, get her up for it. And then uh, I had texted her like, saying, "Oh, like, like you're dope on the on the on the bass. You should come practice level someday." Mm-hmm. And she was down. Uh, I talked to her father and everything, and we all met up. And then from there, part of the group. Damn, that's really cool. And you guys have already done an event together, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, like, what is your guys' mission now? Are you guys just mastering the instruments and where you at today, or do you guys eventually? um want to evolve and learn different instruments or like where are you guys at are you guys just mastering where you're at right now yeah just as of right now i'm mastering where we at uh later i want to learn i used to play piano a bit so i mm-hmm. want to learn later on piano mm-hmm. so nadia when you started learning how to play your instrument like what was your goal did you have a mission or was it just therapeutic for you or did you eventually say hey you know what i really want to make music i want to work with somebody and make music well, I didn't have a goal. I just wanted to play to, to like not get bored in the house, mm-hmm. and I just thought like, why not post like when I'm playing covers mm-hmm. over Instagram, mm-hmm. and I just started posting from there. Okay, and what kind of feedback were you getting? Good. Wow, that's cool. And how does your family feel about about you playing? They support me. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever consider singing eventually or, or are you just good where you at with, with the instrument? Right now I'm good where I'm at. Okay. That's cool. Let me ask you something. What is it that made you um be I, if I'm using the right term, introverted, like or antisocial? Well because I'm shy and I just don't like I get nervous talking around people sometimes. Oh, okay. So you're just naturally a shy person? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just because, you know, a lot of times people go through things in life or have seen a lot, you know, or mm-hmm. been traumatized through things that they've experienced in their lives. You know, even me coming home, like I came home after 17 years and, um, you know, it's a whole new world, a whole new society, different standards, different way of life, of living, belief systems, all that type of stuff. 
So, um, you know, when I came home, it was like I came home to a whole new world, you know, and just having to, you know, adjust, readjust, comprehend, understand, you know, fit in. And um, and then it was like, so I've been home, what, uh, two years now. And, um, you know, the more I get familiar with life and with people, man, like uh, life is beautiful. I don't take not one day for granted but um people man people are something else you know what i mean people will make you want to want to create a barrier you know people make you want to love them from a distance you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying i'm a perfect person or nothing you know what i'm saying but you know you got some ugly people in the world man and people who got bad intentions people just be ungrateful and it's like you know, I, I, I personally, I learned how to discipline myself because, you know, I'm, I'm one of them people who always had a good heart, but I always felt like I was getting fucked over by the people that I love the most. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had to start changing things because I'm like, I should never feel bad about doing something good. You know what I mean? And when I, when you're a good person and you start to resent yourself for being good, like something, I started thinking something was wrong with me. You know what I mean? So, and it, and it'll make you want to stay away from, like, I, I'm a very social person. I love being around people. I love having good conversations. I love learning about people, hearing people's stories. But it's like now, now it's like you see the truth in people. You know what I'm saying? In dirt, certain situations, even something small that could reveal something big, you know? And, uh, and it's just really unfortunate because, you know, over the time, sometimes you, you know, you made a, a huge disconnect with people who were once close to you. Right. You know, and then it, it even uh, deters you from wanting to make friends and meet mm -hmm. new people because it's like, what do they want from me? What are they trying to get out of me? What is their angle? What is the agenda? What is the mission? You know, stuff like that. So um and then, and then, like, I've talked to some of the youth and they just talk about how their parents raised them to be sheltered because of all the bad people and all the bad things that were going down in the communities. Like I said, your guys' parents are my age, so we already know the shit we was doing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you raise your kids, you don't want them to live the same way. But some of these parents be hard on their kids. And I'd be like, hold on, man. When you was 15 and 16, what was you doing? They'd be like, I don't even want to talk about that. I'd be like, okay, so quit being hard on your kids because the little shit they doing ain't got nothing to do, you know, with how we was living. Right. Yeah. I feel like um, the whole sheltered thing and um, being introverted, it, it has to do a lot with social media. Because I noticed that with, the older generation, like my parents and my grandparents, they they can have a conversation with a random stranger on the street and not miss a beat. I know, uh, like a lot of people in my generation, like you don't need to talk to someone face to face. You got your phone, you got social media, so kind of hinders on your social skills a little bit. And that's one of the things that I observe coming home is that technology replaced people. You know, where I don't even have to ever see you. But I can still see you. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it defeats God's purpose in which humans were created. Because, I, you know, we were created to shake hands, to hug, to talk, to speak. Because even through conversation, like I, I teach a curriculum at the DHDC. And one of the subjects, the primary subject is palabra. You know what I'm saying? Your word and the power that is 
inward. You know what I'm saying? Power, the palabra, you can create war and you can create peace. You can build people up and you can tear people down with, with, with your words. You know what I'm saying? So when I have conversations, especially with, with young people, you know what I'm saying? I like to have conversations about things that uplift them because you're, in life, you're going to be around people who bring out the best in you and you're going to have people to bring out the worst in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to be around somebody who makes me feel good. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you feel safe and you feel comfortable and, and you feel smarter than when you came. You ever sat in there and had a conversation and you just feel dumb than a motherfucker for even engaging in this stupid ass conversation? You know what I mean? Like, for real, you know? I'm like, man, I, I would rather sit with you guys and, and, and let you guys teach me something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, what, what do you guys think about your, like, parents' generation growing up and music and stuff like that? Look, you smiling. You're like, oh, my parents were wild. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so what do you guys think about, like, when you guys first came in and you heard the live in the mix freestyle, you guys were like, oh, yeah, that's what my parents like and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. My parents, uh, my parents love all that freestyle, all that house music, you know, from the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they always tell me about the <clears throat> house parties they'd go to. And someone be DJing in the back. Yeah. And oh, definitely. So, yeah, I got, I got raised with a, a diverse um, background. Diverse background in music, because okay. uh, you got the the Puerto Rican side salsa, bachata. Okay. And then the Mexican side, all the norteñas, all the mariachi. Yeah, and yeah. And Southwest Detroit, you got the freestyle, all the house music. So yep. yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, eh, mostly, I uh, either I came up across the music, mm -hmm. um, a bit of my for my parents. Uh, my mom, like, eh, she she listened to music and all that went out, but nothing. What, like kind of, what kind of music did she listen to? She listened to more like... Uh, she listened Louis... to Tupac, though. <laughs> some, uh, some like Luis Miguel. Um, so she pretty much stuck to like Mexican music. Yeah, more also like rock. She was into rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love rock. Yeah, that old good old Guns N' Roses, Scorpions and stuff like yeah. that. Hair bands. Yeah. And my pops um, to Norteña music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Polo Urias. You ever heard of yeah, Paul uh, yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. I I have a bunch of his tapes when I was in prison. Yeah, good music, man. I really liked him. Yeah. What about your parents? What they listen to? Um, uh, my mom listens to rock, also to Luis Miguel, Hombre G, and okay. um, my dad mostly listens to cumbia. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You know, man, I love to dance, but I don't formerly know. Like any real, like I just know how to move and shit, but I see, like, I, you've been watching some crazy videos on all the Mexicans in Mexico that they're doing them crazy ass little oh, yeah. dances and shit. <laughs> yeah, the Wapango. I'm looking yeah. like, damn, is this shit real? And I'm like, damn, I keep seeing them. I'm like, okay, then. That's like doing a Mexican chicken dance or something, you know? That's sweet, though, man. You know? So, um, did your parents, did they listen to a lot of Mexican music as well? Yeah. Okay. So, um, when I was growing up, like, we always used to listen to like a lot of Motown, like the Temptations, the Four Tops. We listened to freestyle. You know, I, I can't say they ever listened to rap, but like me and all my cousins did. You know what I'm saying? But like I always been connected to music. Like we always listened to Vicente Fernandez, Los Tigres del Norte, Ramon Ayala. You know what I'm saying? Cornelio Reina. Mm -hmm. Hey man, shout out to my boy uh, Sombra too, man. In, in that Bucanas video, man. That boy was hard. 
You know, I, I posted it the other day because I showed it to my brother and, and he was showing it to all his boys like, man, because I was in the video too. So, you know, I was excited, you know, but just the way it started out with you guys singing, man, that was cold, man. So definitely big shout out to you, man. Appreciate you having us in on that video. You know, so you guys should make a video. You guys ever thought about making one? Yeah, we're we want to do like kind of like a live session. I don't know, Alberto. Uh, yeah, Alberto like, knows more. Uh... It's like a it's a live session, but it's like done like really well. So like nice cameras, everything, good background. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. And probably making like a little album out of the audio, all the audio from every video mm -hmm. out of the live sessions, then putting into an album. Okay, have you guys ever thought about like working with Los Astros on something, like um, on making music or anything like that? No, we we haven't really talked about it, but. I'm sure in the future there'll be something. I was up. talking to you guys earlier about coming up with an event. I don't even want to tell nobody because I don't even want nobody to take my ideas, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's going <laughs> to be sweet, though. You know, I want to do I want to do a versus right here in Detroit with the hottest banda, grupo, mariachi, rappers, everybody, bro. And it, it's not about we're going against each other, but it's just about, you know, let me show you what I got and show me what you got. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I think it would be really fun. I'm just so happy, man. I'm so proud to know you guys, and I'm so proud to have you guys here on my podcast, playing your music, sharing your guys' story, and all that good stuff, man. That's really dope, man, that you guys were able to find each other, come together. Come on over here, Dave. We saved the chair for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you guys look good together, man. You guys play good, man. I really... uh. You know, I really got a lot of respect for what you guys do, man. And then to be at your age, man, you know, I, I wish you guys, uh, I wish that you guys get rich. You know what I'm saying? That you guys get famous and you guys get rich. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, yeah, you guys deserve that, man. You know, and me too. Shit, I want son of it too, you know? Yeah. yeah, but definitely, man, I know earlier we were talking about, like, networking, you know, with everybody. Like, man, there's so many, you know, talented people in the neighborhood, bro, that got so much going on. I'm talking about from videography to photography to choreography to, to singing to dancing to Mexican music to American music to crossbreeding rap music like man it's just so much man and uh you know shout out to everybody that attended to southwest fest they got chicano fest coming up man like it's just so nice man to be able to go to all these events and like like i said man back in the days me growing up like we used to go to festivals at clark park holy redeemer but it would never end out good you know we was always tearing shit up you know beefing with each other over gangs and you know just miscellaneous stuff so it's like now you can go to an event in the neighborhood and not have to worry about you know, trouble and violence and gangs and fighting, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's all fun. It's all cultural. Everybody's supporting each other. Everybody's local, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I just think that that's our best bet, man. You know what I'm saying? Coming from where we're coming from, man, I feel like we've always been against all odds. We've always had to fight for everything that we got, you know what I'm saying? And I just like to see you generation the way that you guys are, investing in yourself, cultivating everything that's good about you guys. Man, you know, I salute you guys. I take my hand hands off my hats off to you and uh you know I, I i appreciate you guys allowing me into your lives you know what i'm saying and uh you know there's so much more in the future that i want to do with you guys i want to you know just um you know i want to do anything i can to aid and assist you guys in becoming the best and being the best at what you guys do you know shout out to los astros my man also in them they doing their thing too bro so um you know and all the mariachis in the neighborhood 
You know, you guys got quinceañeras, you got parties with birthdays, weddings, whatever, man. Holla at Grupo Monte, man. They take care of their business. They do their thing. You know, they got a female uh, uh, group member with them now, too, which is which is very cool to me. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't see, you know, too many women into the, the Grupo Banda. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Mariachi. You know what I'm saying? But either way, man, I just love seeing my people evolve, thrive, do good, and, and, and cultivate their skills. You know? So what's the future looking like for you guys, man? I'm um, just keep on going, getting more songs down, hopefully to get a drummer soon. Uh, but other than that, just keep on going. Um, I'll get on equipment, get speakers, masks, mm -hmm. whatever, everything. We want to travel a little bit, maybe to Chicago, Ohio, just to spread mm -hmm. the name out, you know? Man, for sure, bro. Like, you know, even with uh, Jose Del Valle, he's got a lot of connections out there music-wise in Chicago, Ohio. They're always coming to Detroit, participating in events and stuff like that. So I think that that would be wonderful. That would be a power move on your guys' behalf because you guys at the age you are and where you're at right now, like, you guys ain't going to do nothing but just get better. You know what I'm saying? You guys are going to be flawless. People are going to see you. They're going to hear you. You got to, you know, I tell people all the time, anything you're doing, I don't care if you you know if you're rapping singing dancing if you're making cupcakes whatever it is get you a business card man you know what i'm saying i know we got the digital um business cards too but these physical business cards are really are really a big help you know what i'm saying and uh you know that's how you're able to promote yourself get some flyers put put at every restaurant every store in the neighborhood you know what i'm saying like promote yourself bro you know and, and you'll definitely get there especially reaching out you know to the other you know grupos and bandas and mariachis and everybody doing their thing in ohio indiana like you know what i'm saying like i think that uh you're not networking with others man especially in chicago too bro that uh you know you guys can definitely take this you know as far as california texas colorado anywhere bro arizona all that good stuff um maybe find out uh you know where they got low rider um shows and you know wherever bro wherever they are you need to be there too you know what i'm saying not only heard but seen as well man because uh you know i i enjoy being in your guys's presence man you a very humble brother man you know what i'm saying i ain't gonna lie you look like you've been to prison for 20 years <laughs> you intimidating like a mother you just sit there you don't smile or nothing but you play the shit out that guitar though you know what I mean? <laughs> that's dope though man so um if you could work with any artist, who would you guys like to work with? If you had the opportunity, each of you guys take a turn and tell me. Locally or on like whoever, if you had an opportunity, they said you can open up or be on stage or or play a song with. Who would that one person be? That's hard. All right, personally, I would have to say Los Dos Carnales. Los Dos Carnales. They they play like the same type of music that we do. Okay. Yeah. And what do you call your kind of music? Norteña. 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 Okay. All right. And what about you? Um probably uh los el grupo el grupo norteño. It's called uh, Los Ramones de Nuevo León. Okay. They're, right. they're like our age, a bit older, like two or three yeah, years older than 20s, us. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they they do like music like how we do it, try to bring back traditional norteño back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about you, Nadia? Ramon Un rinconcito en el cielo. I love that for sure. Definitely, man. It would definitely have to be some Ramon Ayala Vicente something, you know. I don't even care. I'll just do their, be there and do gritos the whole time there. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be there for sure. Yo, you guys do gritos or what? 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, that music se me caliente el sangre de volada and it just comes out. Me and my mom. You know what I'm saying? That's where I get my gritos from my mama. <laughs> so, um, so like, like, uh, when, when are you guys going to start writing your own songs and what's going to motivate you guys? Um, we've been like writing something and we don't like it and we throw it away, but, um, we've been working on like melodies also. So what, like, what are, what are the objectives of your songs? Like, what, did, what do you want them to be like? Do you want them to be party songs? Do you want them to tell stories of other people's lives? Do you, like, what is the motivation? Probably just um, love songs. Love songs, okay. Either like heartbreaking love songs or like you can to love someone, either or. Yeah, so it's like Mexican R&B. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, hell yeah, you be sad as hell, you know what I'm saying? No, Looking for some tequila, where's the tequila? You know what I'm saying? I already know, man. Have you guys ever been to Chicago? No, no, yeah, have you? Man, it's really dope out there, man. I love it, man. Very cultural out there. And Southwest has so many ties to Chicago, you know what I'm saying, in so many different ways. You know, shout out to all my family, the Aranda family, the Nino family. All out in Chicago, the Romero family. Love y'all, man. Miss y'all. And I'll be out there to see you guys soon. You know? So, um, so when you guys came down here, heard all the uh, uh, freestyle music, man, what was you guys thinking? Like, damn, we about to go up in a club or what? <laughs> it's lit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Ain't no doubt, man. That's dope, man. So um, now you guys are going to have the opportunity to be able to sign the Wall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we got many names of, you know, a lot of local artists. You know what I'm saying? We've had a lot of people from out of town, freestyle artists come in here and uh, sign that wall. And I'm like, man, we're going to be running out of space soon. You know, we thought about having people starting to sign the banner, too. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, as a, as a you know, as a memorable, you know, uh, anywhere you go, travel, you know, have everybody's name, have a piece of everybody with you guys. I, I tell you what, man, I would love to see you guys eventually. Once you guys start writing your own music, do like an album, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sell some albums, some CDs or, you know, USBs, whatever, bro. Yeah. You know, um, I, I know people, you know, who's got studios, things like that. Uh, you could even come come up to the DHDC, bro. Like, I really want to take you guys on a tour to DHDC. I want you mm -hmm. guys to come up there. And like I said, if you guys could make it for one of the final Fridays, one of these months, I would love for you to be there. But I just want you to see everything, all the programs, all the opportunity that's available to you guys. You guys can shoot a video there. You guys can make a song there. You guys could, you know, just spend some time there. It's a good place to be, really productive. You'll have a lot of support. You'll meet other people who making different music you never know what ideas can come you know that could come about you know what i'm saying just by networking but listen man it's definitely been an honor and a privilege to have you guys here on my show for real man i salute you guys i'm proud of you guys i'm happy for you guys i i'm, I'm feeling the music and um you know like i said if there's anything that i could do to help you guys move forward in your guys's career i'll do whatever i can tell the people one more time how they can get a hold of you where they can find you guys at our Instagram is Grupo underscore Monte. Our Twitter is Grupo Monte underscore. On Facebook, um, just look up Grupo Monte and you can shoot me a text. Our number is 313-673-5739. How did the name Grupo Monte come about and why? Um, there was a video of this Grupo named Los Herederos de Nuevo León. And before they started the song, it was a live session. They said, uh, Esta es la música que huele a Monte. And mm -hmm. I thought that was dope. My dad had showed me it. Okay. I thought that was dope. And I'm like, Monte is dope. Uh, 
And I was at that time I was still thinking of a name, and I was thinking like something that shows us that uh, that like we're Norteño, like like music Norteño, and our specific Norteño is like Nuevo León Norteño, like original Norteño. Okay. So yeah. I thought of the capital Nuevo León was Monterrey, so Monte. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, it's Grupo Monte and, and the yeah. Cerro La Silla. Monterrey in the back. Yeah, that's really sweet, man. That's dope. Got these business cards on deck. I'll definitely be distributing these to everybody I see. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm going to get you guys to sign this wall of fame, man. Thank you so much for coming, for sharing your Thanks, stories with us. Pleasure. Definitely, Thank man. You. It's an honor. And I look forward to working you guys, working with you guys in the future. Thank you for everybody. And uh, we're going to go sign the wall of fame. So keep on tuning in. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.